section twenty one of in old plantation days by paul lawrence dunbar this librivox recording is in the public domain the finding of martha whether one believes in predestination or not the intenseness with which gideon stone went toward his destiny would have been a veritable and material proof of foreordination even before the old mistress had followed her husband to the silent land and the marriage of miss ellen had entirely broken up the home he had begun to exhort among the people who were forming a free community about the old slave plantation the embargo against negro education having been removed he learned to read by hook and by crook and night after night in his lonely room he sat poring over the few books that he could lay his hands upon aside from the semi-pastoral duties which he had laid upon himself his life was a lonely one for gideon was no less true to his love than he had been to his honour since martha had left him five years before no other woman had been enshrined in his heart and the longing was ever in him to go forth and search for her but his duties and his poverty still held him bound and so the years glided away gideon's powers however were not rusting from disuse he was gaining experience and increasing his knowledge it was now that the wave of enthusiasm for the education of the blacks swept most vigorously over the south and catching him carried him into the harbour of one of the new southern schools the chief business of these institutions then was the turning out of teachers and preachers during the months of his vacations gideon followed the former calling as a means of preparation for the latter so he was imparting to others the rule of three very soon after he had learned it himself he brought to both these new labours of his the same earnestness and seriousness that had characterised his life on the plantation and in due course the little school sent him forth proudly as one of her brightest and best the course being finished gideon's first impulse was to go farther southward where his duty toward his fellows was plain but his plan warred with the longing that had been in his heart ever since he had seen the blue lines swing over the hills and away and he knew that with them martha was making her way northward he had never heard of her since but he did not blame her she could not write herself few of her associates could and in the turmoil of the times it would not be easy to get a letter written or being written get it to him not for one moment did he lose faith in her he believed that somewhere she was waiting for him impatiently perhaps but still with trust he would go to her from that moment his search should begin washington was the mecca for his people then perhaps among those who had flocked from the south to the nation's capital he might find the object of his search it was worth the trying so thither he turned his steps at that time in the first desire for a minister with at least a little more knowledge than they themselves possessed was coming to the negroes it was not a difficult matter for gideon to find a church he was called to a small chapel very shortly after he arrived in washington and after pastoring that for a few months found himself over the larger congregation of shiloh church which was the mother of his former charge he had an enthusiasm for his work that gave him influence over the people and made him popular both as a preacher and a pastor while the voice that in the days gone by had sung gideon's band was mighty in its aid to the volunteer choir his fame grew week by week and he drew around him a larger and better crowd 
of his own people but in it all his occupations and his successes he did not forget why he had come to the city his eye was ever out for a glimpse of a familiar face with no thought of self-aggrandizement he yet did all in his power to spread his name abroad for thought he if martha hears of me she will come to me he did not trust to this method alone however but went forth at all times upon his search it do peer to me maudy funny said one of his congregation to another one day dat a preacher a brother stone's ability do hang around de depot so hang around de depot what are you talkin bout sis mandy dat des what i say dat man kin sholy allus be found at one depot or another sis lizy i don't know how dat come cause he sholy do mek his pastoral wisits ain't sputin de wisits ne'er i ain't a blamin de man cause i got all kind o faith in brother gidgen stone but i do say in days others dat kin tell you de same dat when he ain't a wisitin de sick or a preachin he stand around watchin de steam cars and dey say his eyes dey glisten whenever a train comes in huh huh honey dey somethin and behind dat tain't for me to say cause i knows all educated people has de curiousness but dis is mighty curious it was indeed true as sister mandy belknap had said that gideon was often to be found at one or the other of the railway stations where he watched feverishly the incoming and outgoing trains maybe martha would be on one of them she might be coming in or going out any day and so he was miserable whenever he missed a day at his post the station officials looked in wonder at the slim negro in clerical dress who came day by day to watch with intense face the monotonous bustle of arrival and departure whoever he is they thought he has been expecting some one for a long time the trains went and the trains came and yet martha did not appear and the eager look in gideon's face grew stronger the intent gaze with which he regarded the world without grew keener and more expectant it was as if all the yearning that his soul had experienced and all the years had come out into his face and begged pity of the world and yet there was none of this plea for pity in gideon's attitude on the contrary he went his own way and a brave manly way it was that asked less of the world than it gave the very disappointment which he restrained made him more helpful to the generally disappointed and despised people to whom he ministered when his heart ached within him he took no time for repining but measuring their pain by his own set out to find some remedy for their suffering their griefs were mirrored in his own sorrow and every wail of theirs was but the echo of his own heart's cry he drew people to him by the force of his sympathetic understanding of their woes and even those who came for his help and counsel went away asking how so young a man could feel and know so much meanwhile in gideon's congregation a feeling of unrest seemed taking possession of the sisters in the privacy of their families they spoke of the matter which troubled them to indifferent husbands who guffawed and went their several ways as if a momentous question were not taxing their wives minds but the women would not be put off when they found that the men with the indifference of the sex refused to be interested they talked among themselves and they concluded without a dissenting voice that there was something peculiar something strange and uncanny about the celibacy of the reverend gideon stone he was abnormal he was the shining exception in a much marrying calling a number of them were gathered at sister mandy belknap's home one friday evening when the conversation turned to the preacher's unaccountable course it seemed mo 
unnatural like cause preachers is mostly the merriness kind amen said sister lizy dope to be show dat what mek his differentness look so curious well now look a here sister spoke up a widow lady who was now enjoying a brief interval of single blessedness after a stormy parting with her fourth spouse don't you reckon dat man got a wife summers you know men will do dat thing i member my third husband when i married him he had a wife in tennessee and another one in virginny i know men brother gidgen ain't never been married said sister mandy shortly how come you so show he ain't got to look dat's how come me so show uh-huh honey they ain't no tellin what kind of look a man can put on i know men i tell you brother gidgen ain't married reiterated the hostess fust and foremost they ain't no foolin de person on de married look and he ain't got it den he ain't puttin on no looks cause brother gidgen is different from other men mo ways dan one i knows dat if i is only got my fust husband and is still livin wid him the widow lady instantly subsided you don't reckon brother gidgen's been takin up any dese here catholic notions does you ventured another speaker you know dem catholic priests don't never marry how's he gwine to have any catholic notions when he bred and born and raised in de baptist faiths dey ain't no tellin dey ain't no tellin when colored folks get to gwine to colleges you never know what dey gwine learn my mammy's sister was sole into marryin land and bless your soul she's a catholic to dis day well i don't know nothin bout dat but it ain't no catholic notions i take it brother gidgen stone's too solid for dat dey's somethin else behind it the interest and curiosity of the women now that they were fired did not stop at these private discussions among themselves they went even farther and broached the matter to the minister they suggested jocosely but with a deep vein of earnestness underlying the statement that they were looking for a wife for him but they could elicit from him no response save there's time enough oh there's time enough gideon said this with an appearance of cheerfulness but in his heart he did not believe it he did not think that there was time his body his mind his soul all yearned hotly for the companionship of the woman he loved there are some men born to be husbands just as there are some men born to be poets painters or musicians men who living alone cannot know life gideon was one of these every instinct of his being drove him towards domestic life with unflagging insistency but it was martha whom he wanted martha whom he loved and with whom he had plighted his troth what to him were the glances of other women what the seduction in their eyes and the unveiled invitation in their smiles there was one woman in the world to him and she loomed so large to his sight that he could see no other how he waited how he longed how he prayed in the days past the trains came and went and still no word no sight of martha strangers came to his church and visitors from other cities came to him and still nothing of her for whom he waited to make his life complete then one day in the silence of his own sorrow he fell upon his knees crying my god my god why hast thou forsaken me and from then hope fled from him she was dead she must be or she would have come to him he had waited long oh so long and now it was all over for the rest of his days he must walk the way of his life alone or could he could he turn his eyes upon another woman no no his heart cried out to him and he felt in that moment as a man standing beside his wife's bier would feel should the thought of another obtrude itself he went to the trains no more he searched no more hope was dead but the one object that had blinded him that had given him single sight being removed he began to look around him and to see at first it seemed almost a revelation 
other women now he saw too their glances and their smiles he heard the tender notes in their voices as they spoke to him for all other sounds were no longer drowned by martha's calling to him from the unknown when first he found himself giving fuller range to his narrow vision he was startled then apologetic then defiant the man in him triumphed martha was dead he was alone must he always be was life after all to be but this bitter husk to him when he had but to reach forth his hand to find the kernel of it he had never even been troubled with such speculations before but now he awoke to the fact that he was not yet old and that the long stretch of life before him looked dreary enough if he must tread it by himself in this crisis the tempter who was always an opportunist came to gideon sister mandy belknap had always manifested a great deal of interest in the preacher's welfare a surprising amount for a woman who had no daughter however she had a niece now she came to the pastor with a grave face brother stone she said i got some talk for you yes sister belknap said gideon settling himself complacently with the expectation of hearing some tale of domestic woe or some history of spiritual doubt for among his congregation he was often the arbiter in such affairs now i's old enough for ya mother sister mandy went on and at the words the minister became suddenly alert for from her introduction her visit seemed to be admonitory rather than appealing evidently he was not to give advice but to be advised he was not to be the advocate but the defendant not the judge but the culprit i seed mo of life den you has brother gidgen if i do say hit myself not a doubt of it my sister and i knows mo about men and women den you does cause you know mo about scripture den i does though i recollect that the lord said that it ain't good for man to be alone gideon started it was as if the old woman had by some occult power divined the trend of his thoughts and come to take part in the direction of them the bible surely says that sister belknap he said when the first surprise was over it do and i want to know ef you ain't a flyin in de face of providence by doin what hit say ain't good for a man gideon was a little bit puzzled but in answer he began there are circumstances dat's dis it said sister mandy impressively circumstances circumstances and ever man that wants to disobey de wood tinks he's got de circumstances uh, i tell you de old boy is a mighty clever hand at mekin excuses for us i don't reckon sister that we've got the same point of view said gideon nervously tain't my pint of view tain't mine hits de lord almighty's you young brother gidgen you young and you don't see like i does but let me tell you hit ain't right for no man what ain't married to be a pastor to no such a flock i don't want to meddle into your business but all i got to say is you better look around you and choose a wife for to be your helpmeet excuse me for speaking to you brother go round and see my niece she can pint out some mighty nice women it was mighty good of you to speak and i am glad that you came to me i will think over what you have said it is not good for man to be alone mused gideon when his visitor was gone was not this just the word of help and encouragement that he had wanted indeed the one that he had been waiting for he had been faithful he told himself he had looked and he had waited martha had not come and was it not true that it is not good for man to be alone he went to bed that night with the sentence ringing in his head mandy belknap had done her work well for on the following sunday the preacher smiled on her niece caroline martin and on the sunday after that 
he walked home to dinner with her what the gossips said about it at the time how they gazed and chattered and with what a feeling of self-satisfaction sister mandy went her way are details that do not belong to this story however one cannot pass over gideon's attitude in this new matter it is true that he found himself liking caroline better and better the more frequently he saw her the girl's pretty ways pleased him she was a member of his choir and he thought often how like martha's her voice was indeed he was wont to compare her with this early love of his and it did not occur to him that he cared for her not so much for what she was herself but for the few points in which she resembled his lost sweetheart he was not wooing if wooing his attentions could be called caroline martin as caroline martin but only as a proxy for his own unforgotten martha for even now in the face of hopelessness his love and faith were stronger than he caroline martin was the most envied girl in shiloh church for indeed hers was no slight distinction to be singled out by the minister for his special attention after so long a period of indifference but envy and gossip passed her by as the idle wind for the very honour which had been accorded her placed her above the reach of petty jealousies her triumph however was to be brief it was on a rainy sunday night in october a late washington october which has in it all the possibilities of nastiness given to weather shiloh chapel was well filled despite the storm without gideon was holding forth in his accustomed way vigorously eloquently and convincingly his congregation was warming up to a keen appreciation of his sermon when suddenly the door opened and a drabbled forlorn-looking woman entered and sank into a back seat one glance at her and the words died on gideon's lips he paused for a moment and swayed upon his feet while his heart beat a wild tattoo it was martha his martha but oh how sadly changed his heart fell a-bleeding for her as he saw the once proud woman sitting there crouched in her seat among the well-dressed people like the humblest of creatures he wanted to stop right there in the midst of his sermon and go rushing to her and take her in his arms and tell her that if the world had dealt hard with her he at least was true it was a long pause he made and the congregation was looking at him in surprise then he recovered himself and went on with his exhortation hastily feverishly he could scarcely wait to be done the last words of the benediction fell from his lips and he hastened down the aisle elbowing his way through the detaining crowd his face set toward one point someone spoke to him as he passed but he did not hear a hand was stretched out to him but he did not see it there was but one thought in his mind he reached the seat in the corner of which martha had crouched she was gone he stood for a moment dazed and then dashed out into the rain and darkness nothing was to be seen of her and hatless he ran on down the street hoping to strike the direction in which she had started and so overtake her but she had evidently gone directly across the street or turned another way sad and dejected and wondering somewhat he retraced his steps to the church it was martha there could be no doubt of that but why such an act from her it seemed as if she had purposely avoided him what had he done to her that she should treat him thus she must have some reason it was not like martha yes there was some good reason he knew faith came back to him then he had seen her she was living and he would see her again his heart lightened and bounded martha was found sister belknap was waiting for him when he got back to the church door and beside her the comely caroline why brother kidgen said the elder woman what's de matter wid you to-night you des shot outen de dough like a streak of lightning and bare-headed as i live i lay you'll take your death 
a cold dis yah night i saw an old friend of mine from the south in church and i wanted to catch her before she got away but she was gone there was something in the minister's voice a tone or an inflection that disturbed sister belknap's complacency and with a sharp come on caroline she bade him good-night and went her way he saw them go off together without a pang as he got his hat and started home his only thought was of martha and how she would come again and he was happy the next sunday he watched every newcomer to the church with eager attention and so at night but martha was not among them sunday after sunday told the same story and again gideon's heart failed him maybe martha did not want to see him maybe she was married and his heart grew cold at that for over a month however his vigilance did not relax and finally his faith was rewarded in the midst of his sermon he saw martha glide in and slip into a seat he ended quickly and leaving the benediction to be pronounced by a local preacher he hurried down the aisle and was at her side just as she reached the door ahead of every one martha martha thank the lord he cried taking her hand oh gid i mean brother er reverend i must go long the woman was painfully embarrassed i'm going with you he said firmly still holding her hand as he led her protesting from the church oh you mustn't go with me she cried shrinking from him why martha what have i done to you i've been waiting for you so long she had begun to sob now and gideon without pausing to think whether she were married or not put his arm tenderly about her tell me what it is martha what has kept you from me so long i ain't no fitten pusson for you now gidgeon what is it you're not are you married no have you kept the light yes thank the lord even wid all my low-downness i's kept the light in my soul then that's all martha no it ain't it ain't i wouldn't stay wid you when you axed me and i came up here and got poor and poor and days been times when i ain't had nothin hardly to go on but i wouldn't send you no wood cause i was proud and i was ashamed cause i ran off to find so much and only found this then i hid that you was educated and comin here to preach that made you further away from me and i knowed you wasn't for me no more it liked to kill me but i stuck it out many and many is the time i seen you and could a called you but i thought you'd be ashamed of me martha i wouldn't a come to your church but i wanted to hear your voice again dis once then i wouldn't a come back no more cause i thought you recognized me but i had to i had to i was hungry to hear your speak but go back now gidgeon i'm near home and i can't take you to dat po place but gideon marched right on a light was in his face and a springiness in his step that had been absent for many a day she halted before a poor little house two rooms at the most the front one topped with a stove-pipe which did duty as a chimney here's where i live she said shamefacedly you would come they went in the little room ill furnished was clean and neat and the threadbare carpet was scrupulously swept gideon had been too happy to speak but now he broke silence this is just about the size of the cabin we'd have had if the war hadn't come on can you get ready by to-morrow no no i ain't for you gidgeon i ain't got nothin i don't know nothin but hard work what would i look like among yo fine folks you look like my martha and that's what you're going to do her eyes began to shine gidgeon you don't mean it i thought when colored folks got educated dey forgot dey mammies and dey pappies and dey old friends what can't talk straight martha said gideon did you ever hear nearer my god to thee played on a banjo no were you 
no the instrument isn't much but it's the same sweet old tune that's the way it is when old friends tell me their love and friendship brokenly can't you see they talked long that night and gideon brought martha to his way of thinking though she held out for less haste she exacted a week on the following sunday the rev gideon stone preached as his congregation had never heard him preach before and after the service being asked to remain they were treated to a surprise that did their hearts good a brother pastor mysteriously present told their story and performed the ceremony between gideon and martha so many of them were just out of slavery so many of them knew what separation and fruitless hope of re-meeting were that it was an event to strike home to their hearts some wept some rejoiced and all gathered around the pastor and his wife to grasp their hands and then martha was back on the old plantation again and her love and gideon's was young and she never knew why she did it but suddenly her voice the voice that gideon had loved broke into one of the old plantation hymns he joined her members from the old south threw back their heads and seeing the yellow fields the white cabins the great house and the light of other days fell into the chorus that shook the church and people passing paused to listen saying there's a great time at shiloh to-day and there was End of section 21